popsyndicate.com. Your one stop for all your unhealthy obsessions. Breaking news and in-depth reviews on all of your favorite movies, music, TV shows, podcasts, comics, books. Popsyndicate.com. Here comes the break room. She's a beauty, ain't she? Yeah. What kind of gun is this? That's a tranquilizer gun. If any of these little fuckers decide to freak out on the kids, I get to take them down. Hey, hey, be careful with that. That's the most powerful trank gun on the market. Huh, got her in Mexico. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. They say it can puncture the skin of a rhino from a... What? You just took one in the jugular, man. <laughs> Whoa. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, I did. Is this bad? Is this bad? You should pull that out. That shit is not cool. Wait. Wait. Pull it out. The dart, man. Got a fucking dart in your neck. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy. I do have a voicemail that I want to play. Okay. We got one last night, a uh, previously on. Now, usually I would save <laughs> this for, you know, when I actually put it at the beginning of the show. But this right. one was just too good to play. Okay. Uh, this is from our friend Marcus over at the break room mm. and Thumbs of Fury. And I don't know if he completely understood what it was that I was asking. That all I really needed was previously, previously on, on paper bag radio. Just leave it at that. Leave it at that. Um, no. Let me uh, let me turn this up here so you can hear this. Judy did. Hey. Previously on paper bag radio. It gets better. Breakroom.org. <laughs> That's where you can find paperback radio. No, no you can't. <laughs> you can't. And the break room. And under the tree. And if you're on Twitter, <laughs> twitter.com slash bmark. I'm drunk. <laughs> really? Could you be more drunk? I love you. Hello, Aaron. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Aaron. Hello. Hello, Marla. Hi. You know, stuff. Uh-huh. Marla, our birthday's only one day off. From each other. <laughs> stuff. Previously on Paperback Radio. Jesus Right. So I'm thinking that I'm not even going to edit that. That's going to be the entire thing. <laughs> my fingers, okay. my fingers smell weird. <laughs> God, so <laughs> mine. Right about now, the Breakout Media Network presents the Break Room Podcast Show. Well, look at you today. Well, who the hell knows? Maybe work, babes, bathrooms, sports, games, movies, or TV, or none of the above. Also starring Chop Chop Chopper Dave, Dirty Dirty Dustin, and your man Robotic Charles. Now, a guy who wishes the M in M13 stood to mark. 
Mark Hudson. One one three is the episode number for September fourth, two thousand eight. Man, going to the every other week really does slow down the count. It really does. I think it seems we like it was like ten years ago. I know that we were on one hundred. Yeah, indeed. But we do have some good news. For everyone out there in Podland, balls out in Podland, by the way, uh, and Poland, we are going back to week to week for the break. Yes, we are. Now that doesn't mean that. For somebody like that, we had to assassinate Thumbs of Fury, and uh, not assassinate, but just turn it into a a midget form of Thumbs of Fury. The thumb of the the thumb became the little toe. It was like we were little toes of Fury. Two fetuses, and one fetus ate the other fetus and incorporated its strength. That's very vile and disgusting. So now we have the power of one full-size human and one fetus. And four thumbs? <laughs> yeah. Those kind of like fetuses that need to be aborted. Four fetal thumbs. <laughs> four flaming fetal thumbs. So there, there are some of you out there who will be surprised by that term of events. Some Most- of you... Most we'll long-time listeners <laughs> will not be surprised. Most who know us that know have. that we fuck around, and who knows how long we'll do this weekly right. episodes, and we'll go back to bi-weekly. And we might. We may go to monthly. Yeah. <laughs> but Are you serious? But, uh, yes, another failed project. We may not fail. may not failed. We may but, switch to a whole new name and do a show every day. Right. You never know. <laughs> Maybe we'll become... Maybe do eight-hour days. Yeah. Dave and the boy and the, and the girl. <laughs> Uh, Maybe we'll do that. Shop a day. Dustin, Dustin will wear a wig all the time. Right. And a dress. Yeah. <laughs> a paisley sundress. Change it up a little bit. So. Sparklers and people's Back a-holes. week to week. Uh, so there's the news. So on the news front, let's get to a comment. Who That's wouldn't know their ass about something? Awkward transition. Yeah. That didn't really make any sense. Call no attention to my awkward transition. I, Yo, this is the head. Just listen to Thumbs of Fury number 16. That had to be the funniest episode I've ever heard. I listen to podcasts all the time, and I got to say, that, that episode was great. I laughed out loud, which I rarely do with podcasts, and that was fantastic. I love how you started trying to be clean, and it totally went awry. Thomas the Tank Engine is the man. I like that guy a lot. All right, keep it real. Peace. Well, thank you, The Head. Look at Tom's getting some props. Unfortunately, <laughs> The Head, as you'll come to find out on Monday, or whenever you listen to the show, that was the last episode of Thumbs of Fury. Uh, if you love Thomas the Tank Engine, you should go check out some of the old break rooms. Specifically, the Meaty Sharks one. Yes, yes. It's on the break room feed. I'm sure they're on there somewhere. Somewhere yeah. down there. One of our many identities. Um we're basically like Thomas the Tank used to be a normal member of the show, right? And then he went and got his. He wasn't. Job. Then he was. Then he wasn't. Right. Then now he's just a guest special star. guest star, right? Just for the a hole. Um, but if special you do guest like star, just for the a hole. <laughs> also, if you do so like use um, we have for him, Thomas, there is an unheard episode that you may never hear. Yes, you may we, someday. After that hilarious thumbs of fury, we did record an episode, and it is going in the vault. That, yeah, you may never hear. It may be a bonus episode. <laughs> it's not that great. 
It may be right over there. We need to call the ambulance. (laughs) Hey, it's a good thing we have spit guard. (laughs) It may be a special feature on our DVD along with all of our episodes. (laughs) It's true. All 146 or whatever it's going to be. We're going to have to wait until they invent a high, high, high capacity DVD. (laughs) Right. We might be able to fit those on a Blu-ray. Maybe. Double-sided or a double-layered Blu-ray. I don't know. But thank you, The Head. But yes, someday you might hear that episode. The head. I hope you listen to the break room on a regular basis. And yeah, I can't tell if he does or not. I can't tell if he's just a thumbs listener or if he listens to the break room too. Well, just so you, you know, would think if it's on the feed, then he would listen to both. But you never know. But some people might just download it from popsyndicate.com. Maybe we can find many fine podcasts. I usually skip over the thumbs and just listen to the break room. I usually skip over both and go to something else. <laughs> I do that a lot too. So there you go. I usually listen to this show. I never listen to the other one. I listen to thumbs because. Well, I have to put it together. But anyways, that's enough of the background. Luckily for us, you do all the hard work, and we don't have to deliver you listen to anything. Good point. <laughs> so, what do we got on the show today, Holmes? Since people love lists, lists as we've come to hear this recently. Do you want to, you don't know, this you don't want to do the bullshit. shield thing first? I Either thought, or. So, Either I thought or. that might be how we wrap up the show, since there's going to be some spoilers, probably. And we can tell people... Uh, just so you know, out there in Podland again, we're going to start one of our week-to-week features is, at least for now, we're going to be covering The Shield in its final season until we drop that concept as well. I don't know why we wouldn't finish like that Like we one. did our football picks last year. No, we'll finish this. Though. <laughs> uh, but we're going to we're gonna do The Shield in its was last, last season. Year? Or the Fatty Fat Fat Loss Challenge earlier or this that. year. Uh <laughs> We're going to be covering this. And <laughs> I think this bit has the best chance of holding together. It may, maybe. It may fall apart. Uh, but this will be a week-to-week feature. As I will be out next week. It may already That's fall true. apart. That's true. You're already bailing on your own segment. Uh, and then after that, maybe we'll cover another show. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but we'll get to that at the end of the show. Right way we don't spoil now, 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 now. Should have played that before you spoke, I guess. We will be going into detail about the episode, I'm sure. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Pants. Uh, what? what was that? <coughs> Pants. Pants. Yeah. Pants. <laughs> White jeans. Stone washed. Yeah, stone washed. Acid washed. Either one. Five to one blues. If you want to call in and comment on this awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so. 214-329-9827. So from the so. official List Foundation... Of the U.S. The National Federation of List Collectors right. and Distributors. Here comes yet another... They're a great list. Approved Distributor list. and manufacturer. I'm so confused. This has a five-star rating, according to their database. And they gave it two flaming thumbs up. <laughs> so this week we're going to be running down five, not our top five, just five yeah, of it was, our... It was originally supposed to be top five. Right. But... Uh, first of all, it's going to be five of our favorite songs of all time. Now, now the original concept was to be our, top our five, five favorite songs favorite of all time. Songs. And then Dustin somehow I actually came up with the concept, then right. forgot what I thought of. And thought it was going to be just <laughs> some just random <laughs> bands you put together. <laughs> CD. My favorite five <laughs> bands currently, not right. of all time. And then no, Dude, not just pick that. random bands. That's so awesome. And then you made <laughs> That's it. awesome that it's current. Mine are almost none. None of mine are current, really. <laughs> Well, then the other thing was, you didn't even pick a favorite song from them. You just made a compilation. My top favorite five bands right now, I can't pick a favorite song from. I did. I tried to do top five favorite songs of all time. I couldn't. It was impossible. 
I nailed down my so. So basically, we all did different things. I have these are have five songs from each of us. Five that we all love. <laughs> I have five of my top all-time songs. Right. I can't <laughs> say they're necessarily the top five because I started going through my CDs and going through my iTunes library. There's just too many songs that I that I would put in a top fifty, and it's really hard to rank a top fifty. Right. He's because I love so many, many times to him. When I enjoy them too much. So many of them bring up so many memories of like high school and just good times, parties. You know, it's like drug use. Let's get stuff the party that, started. Stuff that I've listened to over and 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 over again, and I can still listen to it now and enjoy it. Which is what your top five yeah. songs should be. So these are songs that are like that, but they're not necessarily the much like top this. five, but they could right. be. They could as easily be the top five as they couldn't be. It these just are depends songs on the day of the week that when they come on. You don't even well, you may consider, but you don't skip over them. And in your MP3 player. to clarify, this is not what I think the best song, the best, the top five greatest songs of all time. That would be a whole different list as far as is this song high quality and one of the best songs ever mm-hmm. written. My list is way far away from what I would think <laughs> those are. These are songs that I personally love. Right. It's not what I think are some of these songs. People are going to think are horrible. Sure, but mine too. Oh, of it's my personal love of these songs. It's you know, not like these are the songs I think are the greatest songs ever. Whatever that is, uh, what is that gay song that you always like? It's some, I have a lot of those. It's not Margaritaville, but it's something like that. Oh, if you like Pina Coladas? Yeah, that better have made the list. It's not on my list. See, it's not. You would listen to that? No, see, yeah, I love that song. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Some days of the week that could be in the top five, or it could be top ten, or top twenty. It just depends on. What mood I'm in, and yeah. a lot of times it depends on what song plays that I hear and I remember, or like songs like I'll hear a random song on the radio and be like, "Oh my god, I haven't heard this song forever. I love this song." That's more like what the Pina Colada song is because I don't own that song anywhere. Really? Yeah, no, I don't own a copy of it. Have I haven't downloaded it. I don't have the CD. Ninety nine cents going to you I, this Christmas. When I hear it, I love to sing along to it. Well, we can get you that song from our new sponsor, mp3fiesta.com, or you can find mp3s from Russia for as low as 20 cents per song, encoded at a high bit rate. Now, they're not Russian songs, I keep in mind. They are the latest albums. Unfortunately, Again, mp3fiesta.com. they're our newest sponsor, and huh? when we tried to get paid, they asked us for our bank account number. Right. They said that some uh, president some, died yeah, or something, he and that he had a they, ton of money. They had to collect the, have a bank account to wire the money to. It was odd sponsorship <laughs> request, but hey, works. That's where the sponsorship hey, cash was going to go. It's a sponsor. That's all we care about. President's fund. That's all we know. So we'll see what happens with our bank account. We gave him Mark social, <laughs> and we went with it as we do for everything. So, Dustin, what did you finally come up with? Um, once you realize that you would abandon your own idea, are we going to do one of each or go through all five of a person? I think we should go one of one okay. of each. I do too. Well, this is kind of a mix. I only had time to come through with my top three of all time when right. I tried to reinvent my list. <laughs> so I may just go with my five current favorites, okay, and then have honorable mentions for my all-time favorites. Fair enough. Um, okay, for me, I definitely have. Three of my favorite songs of all time. They're not, and I can tell you that the order that they're in in five to one is not necessarily the whole order. But three, two, and one is my definite order. Is that confusing? I hope it is. It is. Uh, but four and five are not in any specific order. Uh, so th- it could be three, five maybe and four and four two and, and one are definitely in my top two. Are definitely my top. But they two, could be but. one or two or two or one. Uh, no, three, no, there's one. definitely two and, two and one are definitely two and one. Now I ended up. I ended up with five that. 
could easily, easily be put in my top ten. It's God bless the USA in there. But they are. Um, <laughs> it's hard to rank them. I would say one song. Like that, one song has the highest chance of being number one in the in the set, and I'll let you. I'll ask you to play that one last. Okay. Are you gonna, do you need to tell me ahead of time? It's uh, the is? motorcycle drive by. Okay. That could easily be placed at number one any day of the week. Okay. Okay. So, Dustin, let's start with your number five. <laughs> Well, number five uh, comes from the current list, uh, but it really is kind of a throwback, too, because I've actually liked this artist for several years. Peter Prince. Gabriel? Was it Prince? Uh, no. Oh. Um, I actually have, I celebrate his whole catalog. Genesis? And uh, I'll just go ahead Huey and play Lewis. it. Huey Lewis. This is actually a cut off his newest album. The artist I'm talking about is Moby. Ah. Now, I will say, his newest album, to me, is his weakest, but I still like it. And I still like his pretty much his entire catalog. Is this your favorite song off the album? This would be my favorite song off the new album. You know what I noticed about this album? It's on my iTunes. Yeah. I noticed that I'll be listening to my iTunes, and I'll get six or seven songs into the album before I realize I'm listening to the album. Yeah. And then I'll think... Hey, it's a pretty cool song. What? And I think I always realize it on the same song. So there must be a song. I don't know which one it is. There must be yeah. a song that really catches my attention. Because I always think, oh, this song's pretty good. I wonder what it is. And I look, and I'm like six songs into the Moby CD. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I, every single time. I think that's hilarious. I'm just like, this is a pretty good song. I wonder who it is. I've liked Moby since Play came out, which was one of his bigger ones. Uh, it had uh, East Side, South Side. I think it was South Side. The name West of the Side. Song. North but um, anyway, that song introduced me, or that song and album introduced me to him. Then I went and listened to his other stuff. I loved 18, loved Play. About I really like this one. Uh, City Lights is good. But I don't know. I There's just like the whole catalog. What, what was the name of that ever, song? Did we ever figure out the album I was telling you about that I loved? No, I don't think we did. Can you look up his catalog real quick? What was the name of that song, by the way, while I'm looking this up? That song was Oh, oh Yeah. <laughs> just so people can it's go awesome out there. awesome name. Yeah, it's Oh O-H, yeah. I liked him a long time ago, and I think it was... <coughs> I cannot remember the name of the CD. Uh, Yeah, there we go. It's a whole link, because he has so many. Everything is wrong. Ambient. Ambient was 95, good, too. Everything is wrong in 95 is the one that got me hooked on him. Yeah. I love that CD. Play came out about four years later, and then I went back. Hotel is a great CD. I guess it's Last Night, not City not City Lights. Last Night is the new album. See, Everything is Wrong is a lot like the new album, only better. It has a lot of this, a lot more over-the-top sampling. Yeah. Less of him singing. It was pretty much he didn't sing much in, well, on that CD. That was true in a lot of 18, too. Really? Uh, but Hotel was more like a rock Almost like a rock album. It wasn't rock, but it was. Which is the one that had Gwen Stefani on it? Uh, you know, I'm not positive about that. It may, it might have been Hotel. I actually. wasn't a big fan of that song, but uh, Hotel's got a couple of really good songs on it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, just, you, dude, you need to check out Everything Is Wrong. It's a great CD. Yeah, I'll probably go back and get that. I've had yeah, I have everything since Play. I have all those four albums, but I I haven't listened to Animal Rights. But everything is wrong is really good. If you don't have 18, I'll give that to you because it's good. 
But anyway. I'm surprised I was looking at my catalog. I don't have any Moby stuff, and I thought I did in here. Yeah. Oh, you're losing. Well, but I have all of it, so if you want some, just well, let me know. I was about to say, I have actually, I mean, other than the hits, I've never really listened to any of his stuff. Of course, I've heard all about him. For he's very different. I think he's one of the best electronic but... artists out there. He seems like, to be one of the most inventive. One of the best popular ones. I'm yeah. sure there's tons that people will get all... Well, there's like oh, a, you know, there's the whole there's open folds and there's and there's so so many of them. Some electronic art artists so are real beatings too. The like <laughs> as far as like Chemical Brothers <laughs> and Paul Oakenfold and Fatboy Slim <laughs> and ATB. Yeah, it's like I think Moby's one of the more strong ones because he has a little more style. It's not so much just the bass thumping and let's throw a little <laughs> high pitched, you know, cut over it. Yeah, sure. And I, I like Chemical Brothers, but Moby is much has a lot more depth to his songs. And I'd put an honorable mention at number five for uh, Jacob Dylan. I really do like the the new solo album. His new one's pretty good. Uh, Evil is alive and well is the song I pointed out, but the whole album's pretty good. So anyway, there's my honorable mention, my number five. Whoever's going next? Okay, Dave. Why don't we um, get to your you can number play five? Any of them, pretty much, right. except the one. Except the one. We spotted the ocean. The head of the trail. Oh, and I didn't have time to cut any of them because Audacity doesn't seem to like the Macintosh platform. That's fine. We'll just play it quietly behind us. And you don't seem to like the Macintosh platform lately. I have come to... I I thought I loved it. I hate it. (laughs) It doesn't stand up. So thumbs up on Vista. completely unstable, yes. So thumbs up on Windows? Yes. Vista. (laughs) Vista blows Leopard out of the water so far. Interesting. A hot operating system opinion. This so, is, um, is Toad the Wet Sprocket, right? Walk on the Ocean. Classic Toad the Wet Sprocket hit. They all faded out. Do you know any Toad the Wet Sprocket? Not really. They're one of Other those bands. Menace, I mean. Well, you know this song? Yeah. They probably have about 20 songs that you know that you don't know it's them that sings it. I know that they're, I don't know that I know. Yeah, they're one of those bands where I remember I saw them in concert, and they were opening for the Cranberries a long time ago. And uh, 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 I, Hey, man, I enjoyed the Cranberries back in the day. Oh, I love the Cranberries back in the day. But I saw them open for them, and the juice. guy came out, and he goes, we're that frog band. Because, <laughs> you know, Toad the Wet Sprocket, no one really yeah. knows who they are for the most part. Right. They started playing songs. I knew every single song <laughs> was a radio hit yeah. that I knew. I was like, I had no idea this was the, all the same band. They have a lot of singles that did really good. Were they around the same time as, uh, crap, I'm terrible with names. The Toadies? The people who did, uh, like... Running through the wet grass, falling a step behind. I think so. I think it's all during that same, maybe a little before them. Probably. Who is that? Do you know? Better than Ezra. Better than Ezra, yes. Okay. Because I liked them as well back then. They actually might be on my list somewhere. I can't remember if I put them in or not. It was my, a debate. My favorite uh, memory around this song is me and Thomas used to work together at KFC. and Thomas the Tank Engine. The managers and other people thought it was so funny and gay that he liked this song. And I used to mess with him and say I hated this song as well. And I like this song. I love it. And then years later, I asked him for it. He got all pissed off. <laughs> you made so much fun of me. I'm not giving it to you. That's so awesome. I got it in a different place. So that's my memory of this song. That's okay. one of those. That song was huge for a while. Yeah. And I think it's one of those songs where everyone loves it, but no one really looks up to see who sings it. Yeah. So the artist never gets huge. Because they were never really, really popular. They've broken up by now, haven't they? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they, they have. Um, I can't remember when their last CD was. It was a few years ago. But they put out, but they're one of those artists that had all these hits off a couple CDs, and they put out about four more CDs after that that never got any play. Yeah, their last album, so it says, it was 1997. Actually, 
2004. Although they had a live album in 2004. So 99. But for the the last original album oh, was okay. Coil in uh, yeah, 1997. I'm pretty sure they broke Fear up. Fear is the one that had the this song on it and some of the bigger hits, which it says it got to, scroll up a little bit, got to number 49. 49. Sold yeah. a, a million copies. Yeah. Hey, two platinum albums. Yeah. There you go. So, imagine they I love that song. Okay, well, for me, for me, it wasn't like, it was really hard to decide. So I basically went with five, aside from the top two, five random songs that represent different genres that I listen to. Because so I have, have a seven songs? wide range. Huh? You said five aside from the top two. Sorry. Five, I mean, okay. The three other than the top two, they're all from different genres, right? The top two so are definitely my top two, but I have a total of five. Anyways. And, and the bottom three anybody. are not in any particular order. Not really, no. So here's number five. Which could be number three. Could be. But yeah, it's not. Just for keep, now, it's number five. Keep reaffirming and resetting yes. you for the whole show. <laughs> for now, it's number five. All right. Oh, boy. You would say this is one of your top five songs yes. of all time, dude. Who okay. is this? this Dolly is, Parton? This is the uh, yes, and Kenny Rogers. It's Islands in the Stream. Now this is the Osborne Brothers. Uh, this is a song I listened to as a kid, and it stayed with me all this time. Uh, I love the Osborne Brothers. I've got uh, Bobby Osborne's latest CD. Um, I can't I just, say much because I the deal. like Air Supply. Are they related to Ozzy Osborne? Not so much. Huh. No, as far as I know. Um, I'm not a big fan of the redneck, but I like country music, and even more so, I like bluegrass quite a bit. Me and my grandpa should hang out. <laughs> Maybe we will. I love bluegrass. <laughs> we'll just rock out with the bluegrass. Uh, you know, like Ricky Skaggs, go to the uh, Opry Nickel together. Creek. I, I love that song. It's one of those songs that it's. I love the way how fast it picks. Um, I know that you know they're picking in the grinning. I love how fast the banjo goes. I love his high pitched voice. Didn't we have an episode yeah, where you would right. go home to your country house and probably have a banjo off with your family? <laughs> God, I'm a probably. <laughs> I know I'm that nerd. that only reaffirms Bill from outside the cinema's opinion of of me probably and us as Hicks coming to you. Uh, live and I know, but I don't have any very, country on my list. But I love Texas. that song, or bluegrass. I love that song. I don't either. Actually. My list is very diverse. So my, I would like to say mine is somewhat diverse. I could have made it more, but I was trying. I was torn this between going bullshit. very diverse and picking real diverse songs I love, yeah, and actually picking songs that I would really say are my top five. Yeah, me too. Not trying to just be weird, just to be weird, you know? Because I have death. lots of weird songs that no one's ever heard of, or that's but fucking I ended up going with some of the more known ones that I just really love. Yeah, no, it was a doing... hard, hard thing to balance. <laughs> it is. It's. I went yeah, back and forth. Yeah. Five Even, is such yeah. a small number. Like today at work, I was still flipping. I was trying to figure out my fifth one. I was just flipping through. I went through six hundred songs on my iPod today, flipping through them, trying to find what's going to be my number five. I got to represent. Scoreboard. You should really get a so, job that you have to work at. You should really do something no. at work. I was installing Visual Studio, uninstalling, and then reinstalling the latest version. It took like two hours. You should stop. And you make what you make because the year for doing that shit. That's if all you I don't do. Keep uninstalling <laughs> it. You won't have to install it. Giant Christmassy cocks. Good point. Uh, so anyways, not if, I relevant. if I didn't say that was the Osborne Brothers with Rocky Top, if you I'd like re- to go I'd, and buy it, but no one will. They might. They might. Many, many people will. Is it back to me? 
Yes. It is back, back to, to you. Me. Back to Dustin. What's your number four band slash song? <laughs> slash band. Number four is a, a newer entry. It's one that I currently like. This is still my current list. Uh, this will be my current list. I'll just do honorable mentions to my all times. Um, do you have clips of the all times? I have clips of one or two of the oh, all okay. times, yeah. Uh, two of the all times. Let's play them when you have them just to get some more. <laughs> all right. Music. We always need content. Uh, well, I can fill it up. We're definitely content over clock here. But uh, anyway, this would actually be one that Dave introduced me to. Ooh, look at that. I actually Man, like I'm both introducing y'all to a lot of stuff on these last couple you know, can I give episodes. A, speaking of Dave and his musical choices, let me give an honorable mention to one of my new favorites, since we're talking about that, Loudon Wainwright III. It's badass. You know, I have to admit, I had listened to little clips here and there, and then you, <laughs> I borrowed your album. I really, it, it's... The one it that's the, the soundtrack for from Knocked, Knocked Up, Up, right? And so it's still the only one I purchased so far. Pretty good album. It's um, you know, he's the doctor in Knocked Up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and he's the, also one of the doctors they interview, but they don't use. And he's the father of Rufus Wainwright the uh, third, uh, and very. I've read up since that time. Since I have a Rufus Wainwright CD, I've read up, and it's a very tumultuous family, uh, but a family of musicians. And he's a damn fine. He's musician. awesome. I that's a really so good, thank you for that. That's one of his most solid CDs. I'm definitely going to be picking up uh, his albums. So, anyways, back to Dustin. So anyway, let's just play it. Again, not necessarily. This is not necessarily my favorite song of theirs, but uh, this is a big kick right now. This is Band of Horses. Uh, is there a ghost? Want to say that's the name of the song? Is there a ghost in my house? Yeah, is there a ghost? They're probably their most notable song is probably the funeral, which was featured in the Ford commercial with the girl staring at the top of the uh, vehicle going down in the middle of New York City. But uh, yeah, I like both of their albums. I like Ceases to Begin a little bit better, but I still like both of them. If y'all don't mind me producing on there a little bit, can we leave the music up just a teeny bit in the background? No one's ever going to say anything. That's a good point. I only have 20 second clips. Oh, uh, okay. Um, from, you know, for me, I've listened, again, I've listened only a little bit of, the, of A Band of Horses. So far, I have not been able to get into them. That sounds, uh, you're maybe you're I not need, my friend anymore. That's maybe, understandable. Some people don't like them. Uh, I've talked well, to people who work about it. I'll say it, this. But. I'm willing to listen. I need to listen to the entire CD, maybe. Uh, but I haven't so far. And the clips I've heard, to me, <coughs> it's just a little too mopey for me. But maybe I need to hear everything in context. So, maybe, for, for me, for now... Like Some people don't you like might it. Not, I don't, don't like... They don't have the 20-mile-an-hour banjo picking, so you well, may not be into it. Is I'm not a fan of the mopey music. I mean, you know me. I like my dropkick, my floggy molly... Uh, bands like that. So maybe it's not right for me, but I'm willing to give it a try. Listen, let me say this. If you listen to their songs, listen to the whole song because they are very big fans of the buildup. I personally would really suggest Ceases to begin out the album first, but... Is that the latest one or is that an elder? That's one? the, the, first, the last, the last one, one, yeah. yeah. I, I would recommend it. Not that the other one's bad. I just think the second one's better. So that's okay. my opinion. Fair enough. But yeah, listen to the whole song because they start off slow on a lot of songs and they do the build up to the faster. They pretty much the do end. that in every song. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, much every song. Uh, the LRC, oh, the LRC is a little different, but uh, most of them are built. That's ups. one of my favorite songs of all of them. Yeah. All right, I guess we're going. To I Dave's. love that band. They're awesome live. Dave's number four. Sure. Good morning, son. This is um, 
Ben Folds off Rock in the Suburbs, and it's um, Still Fighting is the name of the song. One of my favorite songs that he's ever done off any of his CDs with Ben Folds or Ben Folds 5. Real Mellow, my, it's, oh. it's all about the lyrics, and it, I, the music's great, but I think the lyrics are really awesome to this song. I think uh, Brick is my only exposure to Ben Folds. Oh, and I should think that that's an all right song, but not great. You should give Rock in the Suburbs a try. It's an excellent CD. It's it, easily his his masterpiece CDs of everything he's done. It's definitely the strongest. So would you say that does he live up in concert to his album? Oh yeah, he sounds exactly like his album. He has great presence in concert. Yeah. Does he sit behind a piano most the of the time? Yeah, almost yeah. the whole time. Well, sit slash hunch over and dance right. while he plays like Charlie uh, what was that kid on Charlie Brown like Charlie Brown yeah whatever Linus like Linus, Linus. there you yeah. go alright so uh, he plays the same thing he plays the Peanuts theme dun, 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 dun. there you go yeah okay so my next song is another one out of left field uh. And on this farm there was a chick The prettiest chick I know With a little curve here and a little curve there This chick, she had curves everywhere Old MacDonald had a farm E-I-E-I-O And oh, this chick, she had How often would you say you listen to this song? Um, you know, when it's on, I don't skip it uh, There was a time... When I probably listen to it once a day at least It's my favorite Frank Sinatra song And maybe my favorite of the Rat Pack really Because I'm a huge listener to Rat, rat Pack stuff I know it's I it's love not, Frank Sinatra and this is by far not my favorite song Really? <laughs> and I know it's an obscure choice right? Most people may not even have heard of this right? But for me it's got It's a great twist on the Nursery rhyme or whatever you call Lil McDonald It's got a great beat and at the same time, it infuses that Rat Pack mentality of just chicks and drinking and having a good time, you know. And, it, and he, the way he turns a beat is is great. And to me, it's just that epitome of a, of a Rat Pack spirit. And I love the song. Uh, if you can find the album that I got this off of, it's a great album. If you're into the Rat Pack uh, career stuff, it's called Boys Night Out. Um, I was only able to find it at Target like two or three years ago. But it's a great compilation album of uh, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. If you like Sinatra, if you like a pirated copy, Mark just email Mark at breakroom at gmail dot com. He'll just send it to you. I don't pirate, sir. I have no mm, idea. That's what not what I've about. heard. Not what I've heard. So, <gasps> there you go. I know uh, it's uh, it's another left field choice, but uh, what can I say? I'm diverse. You can say it's out of left field. Yeah, yeah. it's out of left. That's field. what you can say. You already said it two times. It's out of left field. It's also what I call a home run. All right, back to me. Back to Dustin. Number three is very confusing, I just realized, because <laughs> I have three number threes. <laughs> I have two number threes and an all-time number three. Which one is number one number three? <laughs> well, I have a three, two, and a three. Do you also so have I'm a... assuming three, two is not as superior as three. <laughs> so you and have... all-time is number one, so I have... So three, two is third of the threes. So wait a minute, you have a number one, a number two, a number one, three, a number two, three, a number three, three, four, and five. 
And then yes. honorable mentions. That's a lot of music. God, I got a lot of stuff. Look at this why content. You, I'm bringing. Why are you being so pompous as to think you can bring all this? <laughs> I just have to bring all my stuff here because it's just so Bastard. great. Well, let's get to number six <laughs> of three. Let's get to number three, <laughs> three, two, three, 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 yeah. three, a point one. Three, two is a, it's a band I've heard uh, through my life. They had a huge hit back in the nineties. The police. Um, Cheap trick. They're not, I don't know that I like their hit that much. I kind of liked it back in the nineties, but their other music's so much better. Um, Call rec- me bad. Recently I got work. TLC. Introduced me to these to this band, and I know it's one of Dave's favorites. Um, and this is a song off their newest album. It's Radiohead, Radiohead. and the song is Nude. Ooh, undressed. Probably my number one, number three. But I just had them ordered incorrectly. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> but this isn't your all-time number three. No. It's just but number one, number three. Exactly. Not number wow. two, number three. <laughs> exactly. We knew we were going to do 15 So what's number choices? two, number three, number one, number three? <laughs> number two, number three. Well, number two, number three, number one, number three. Basically, Radiohead, I would say Myron Lung and the Benz are two of their best albums. Uh, they got some good stuff on OK Computer as well, but... Pablo Honey, but was which it, was the big the hit you, was Creep. What was the song you just played, though? Uh, I think that one was new. Definitely one of their weakest songs. Yeah, the big, their big 90s hit was Creep, and it's it's all right. I don't mind it. I liked it back then, but it's not near as good as their other stuff. Um, So, yeah, if you're going to check them out, I would probably go with the Benz or Meyer and Lung to start it out. Then maybe go to OK Computer. The Benz has, I know, one of Dave's favorite songs in Black Star. Yes. How would you write um, In Rainbows as compared to those others? In it's Rainbows decent. is good. Um. I really like this song off In Rainbows, but as a whole, it's not as good of an album as The Bands or My Iron Luck. Kid A is really good. It's Kid one of their more good. different ones, but I like it. Kid A is pretty good. I think The Bands is their best, but that's it's definitely me. my favorite by far. Uh, okay, number one, number three <laughs> uh, is from a band that I just recently got into. Um, they're kind of hit and miss, but I really love this song. Uh, it's Magnetic Fields. All umbrellas in London. So that's the guy from Crash Test Dummies, right? <laughs> it does sound similar. Uh, I would say it's. I much, would say he sounds a lot more similar to Morrissey. I would say or it's much better Smiths. than Crash Test Dummies. I was actually going to say Meatloaf, but yeah, he sounds a little but bit like Smashing Pumpkins. You have really latched onto the magnetic fields no, within not Smashing Pumpkins about the last week, <laughs> I maybe. I know. Um, maybe two weeks. Uh, it's, got it's probably been about. It's probably been I about. I never month. brought you that sixteen. I love songs that I. No, you didn't. It's completely different from that. Yeah, it's um, older and it's. Much more guitar. I like what I've heard from 69 Love Songs. Uh, I like what I've heard from... I can't remember their other album now, but it features uh, 100,000 Fireflies. That's pretty much all a chick lead singer, though, that whole album. Uh, but this album, Get Lost, is my personal favorite of theirs. Uh, it was in 1995. I was in sheltered West Texas, so I didn't get exposed to this stuff. Right. But 
Um, well, we all were, not just you. It's very, well, I know. Stop I'm isolating just, yourself. Just saying. Um, I would definitely recommend them to anybody, though, if you like stuff that's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, this album's a little bit different. I guess maybe 69 Love Songs is more straightforward, but this this album is more... I don't know. I really like the the sound on this album. 69 Love Songs has really good stuff on it. Some okay. really, really good stuff. But it's 69 songs, so there's some yeah. filler in there. <laughs> it's a lot of CDs. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. That's it's a three-disc, 69-song album. It's more than it that. Some, it's at least seven CDs. No, it's three CDs. Yeah. Some of the songs are like filler. They're like uh, a minute long. <laughs> well... I'll reevaluate that. I would... I mean, I'd like to have it, but... I'll, I'll get you a copy of it, but... Yeah, it's definitely hit or miss. It has some really good stuff, and then... Yeah. You can skip about ten tracks in a row before you get to another really good song. And that's what I found. Uh, I've listened to some of their stuff on Rhapsody since they allow you to listen to the whole songs now. And this album's the one that I found that I pretty much liked every song. The other albums, I like probably about 50%, maybe maybe a little less, but pretty much every song on this album. So, my final number three... I, is this number zero, number three? I thought you only had three threes. You have four threes? That was two, and this is the third one. Oh, okay. This is number one, number three. This is the all-time. Uh, and I'll just play it. It's a classic, and I still love this band. Just the basic facts. Can you show Led Zeppelin? Yeah. It's Ted Nugent. It's REO Speedwagon. Just the Moody Blues. Winger. <laughs> this was my favorite song off of my favorite album of theirs, uh, which is Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd. Right. My favorite Pink Floyd song, actually, is Wish You Were Here, but I couldn't find a good clip of it. Um, but... Yeah, I, I loved The Wall. I love Pink Floyd's sound in The Wall. Um, that was one of these kind of sounds that I was actually exposed to because they were so huge. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I still love Pink Floyd and I still love The Wall. I love Pink Floyd. Sorry. That's fine. I love Pink Floyd. I love that song. I love Comfortably Numb. I hate the actual song, The Wall. I do too. I hate, 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 hate it. It's so long, <laughs> it's so boring, and it's so pointless. I do like another brick in The Wall, though. That's what I mean. That song. I hate. You don't that song. like that song? No, oh, I hate it. I like that. I'm not a that huge fan great. of that either. Actually, I'm a, that's, I, that's. I like every time I hear. I like have to change it. I How can't can you get stand any pudding if you don't eat your meat? <laughs> that's it's another brick song. in the wall part two. Technically, sorry, part two. That's the huge hit of the three. Yeah. Another brick in the wall songs. Yeah, it's not my favorite. I like a lot of their other stuff a lot, but I do not like that song. I love "Wish You Were Here." That's one of my favorite songs ever. I know it's kind of a long beating, but I am a big fan of "Shining You Crazy Diamond." Like the entire it's, it's like eighteen piece song. It's rare you're going to find a Pink Floyd album that I'm going to say sucks. I, yeah, I wouldn't say any of them. Suck. There are songs that some are of them I don't kind of beatings. I don't prefer Animals. Uh, there's yeah. a couple other ones I don't. You know, really, Dark Side of the Moon. I'm about half and half on. Really, and that's, I love that's supposed Dark to be Side their the huge moon. big hit. <laughs> Just had a blackout here. I but, love Dark Side. Uh, I'm not saying it's bad. Money's great. I mean, they have a couple of really good songs on it. But see, money starts to beat me down a little bit too. Yeah, I, I really like I that like, song. I, I like it, but it does tend to beat me down a little bit. Yeah, um, I think that's the main thing. Another brick in the wall just beats me down because yeah. I've heard it so much. Yeah, I can understand that. You know, I was going to add Pink Floyd to my list, and yeah. then I thought Dustin's going to add Pink Floyd to his <laughs> list, so I can't add Pink Floyd to my list. See. And I kind of would have added something like that, but I don't actually own any of their CDs. 
and I decided I'm not going to put them on my list unless I actually have bought their CD. Fair enough. Uh, I understand. You know, because I can't really say they're my all-time favorite if I haven't given the trouble to buy the CD, yeah. just for me personally. Sure. You know, for me, Pink Floyd is one of those bands, and this really encompasses all of the bands on my list and really all of my favorites, is they put me in a certain mood, right? Exactly. Like for me, like Chevelle, when I'm pissed off, I listen to Chevelle, specifically uh, Comfortable Liar, which yeah. is not on my list this time. When I'm pissed off, I listen to that song because it want it gets me even more pissed off. <laughs> or uh, when I get it, when I get pumped up for something, I listen to like some Metallica, like uh, Whiskey in the Jars. I know it's a kind of a hokey song for a lot of Metallica fans, but I like it. Um, for me, Pink Floyd is one of those bands, and you know this from high school. Gets me depressed as shit. <laughs> I mean, I get if you down, want to chill out and relax. Pink yeah, Floyd's good. like I get down in the dumps with Pink Floyd, yeah. and I'm not. That's not to say I enjoy that sometimes. I know it's weird to say you enjoy being down dumps, but it makes me sad. And it just, I love songs that make me feel something, and that's yeah. one of those bands that makes me feel something. Learn to fly is great. Hey, you is yeah. great. I, I don't know, man. They got so many good songs. They do, but they do. Anyway, all right. That's all my number threes. Uh, okay. Okay, surprise me with my number three. All right. Spin the wheel. And by the time that she gets home, she'll realize that I am gone. I'll be sitting in her back by drinking. This is the band Corner Shop. Which you may remember from Brimful of Asha. I don't. Don't remember that was Brimful their big of Asha. Hit. That was their big hit. Oh. Um, this is another song off that CD that I love. It's kind of got a country influence, and when they turn it back up in a second here, when the girls start singing, I okay. love that part of the song. But it's just a song that I've... It was a random song on their CD that never made it anywhere, but I just fell in love with it. Cool. That's pretty much I it. Just, I've just, just never heard of them before. You play, look up on iTunes, look up a brimful of Asha or Corner Shop, and you'll might remember the song once you hear it. So I'll have one. They're real. They're a, it's a couple of Indian guys, and they're pretty much the band, and they have other musicians that play with them. Cool. All right, here we go. It's not all right. song at all. It's pretty big. No, I don't remember that at all. Sorry. Everyone needs a bosom for a pillow. You don't remember that line? I sure don't. I love this chick's voice on this song. Kind of reminds me of Lucinda Williams a little bit. That's what I was thinking. You know, I have to say, the random chick singer that comes in on a song is usually one of my favorite moments. Like Bowling for Soup has a song on their latest album uh, that there's a there's a chick that comes in randomly. She's got a great voice, and it's always such a great compliment to a song. See, overall, I don't like girl singers for the most part. I do not enjoy yeah, a girl, a female singer. I'm vice versa, actually. But I don't like if them either. They have a strong voice. I like them. Like right. Lucinda Williams. I love Lucinda Williams. Or Brandy Carlisle. You should check her out if you like girl singers. I actually have She's really good. And it, I like this chick's voice. Brandy Carlisle's all like this girl. 
I just realized there are no chick singers on my on my uh, five tonight. I so you're not vice versa. Girl singers are not person, in my top five at all. They'd be in your top five. Well, you're completely vice versa. Here's the thing. I don't know. Like I, I know. <laughs> that's true. That's you would think so, right? But like I love the Donnas and uh, the Sounds and Megan Dia, the Pipettes, um, a number of others. You know, and it's cruiserweight. Uh, so there's yeah, they they heavily comprise a bulk of my. Guano Library, apes. but uh, not Guano Apes, no. <laughs> but uh, not on my top five. Yeah, I actually do have some they TLC. I have Waterfalls. That's right. So it's that's Corner Shop. Y'all should check out Corner Shop. They're really good. They're solid. They're that totally was gone, but they're solid. Awful. Damn, Mark. I thought it was all right. Well, look. Come I have my opinions, and I'm going to issue them. Okay? Cream? Anyone that doesn't agree with them, you hate. <laughs> so I don't think well, What's that- the deal about your hate? Here's still me and my hate. I hate everyone right, that I true. do not approve of. And unless you're in my immediate circle, I do not approve of you. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you incur my wrath. Right, David. You incur my wrath. You're yeah. no longer in my immediate circle. Yeah. So I don't think my choice for number three, as far as band goes, is okay. going to surprise anyone. Okay. But here it is. Sail away on a ball and change capers from the rolling waves. Get her on the boat and book forever will be free. So sail away a boat or egg, the moon is falling slowly. Seven drunken pirates were a certain sins. Yeah. I like Borat in there. He's a great compliment. So that is Floggy Molly. That's something I was going to miss it. Uh, <laughs> the reason I picked that song is because that was the first song I ever heard of them. I heard from them off their uh, Within a Mile of Home uh, album. It was about five years ago, I guess. And because of that, it's my favorite song of theirs. It was my first exposure to them. Uh, and I I fell in love instantly and have followed uh, and I've purchased everything since. Okay. Okay. I would have their babies if I could. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I like have, to give you a hard time about them. I can understand why you like them. They're just one of those bands that gets me going. I just stand them. You just turned us all off, Dave. I mean, you know, I obviously don't care if you like them. Yeah. Whatever. I know they're not for everybody. I could not listen to that. I, it's not for me at all, in the <laughs> least bit. And I like some hard punk rocky type stuff. Yeah. Some harder stuff. Something about that Irish punk rock I cannot stand. Why are you being a dickhead? I don't know why. I don't know why. There's know something about it I can't like. Why are you but, being uh, a dickhead? Yeah, that was Seven Italy Sins off Within a Mile of Home. Uh for me, it's still probably my favorite album of theirs. Maybe Drunken Lullabies. Uh, Put in my ass. For me, the new album, unfortunately, Float, is Below Swagger, which was their first big album. Uh, it's not a terrible album. It's just I wanted a little more of what we just heard and less of what I got. Oh, they drank themselves retarded. They drank themselves a little slow, I think. A little too slow for me. Who would all, know their ass from all, the, uh, the end of a shot? Ballads, love ballads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Lost Cinderella. It's all just the cat came back. Right. Every track exactly. is a different mix of the cat came back. Let's get out. It's not to say it's a terrible album. It's just not what I wanted, I guess, out of them. So. What'd you want? I am a tiger. 
So anyways, you know, Irish remix, we right? need to have someone needs to put together a break room tribute compilation <laughs> of bands covering the songs that we sing on air. <laughs> this is the Mark Hudson. Like Green Day covering "Eye of the Tiger." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But they have to do it like you. Or I'm so excited. Yep. Yeah. Or Skilo. There you oh, go. Had a rabbit and a hat yeah. and a bat and a six so, four Impala. <laughs> we should get Skilo to cover that for us. Is that the thing from Fred Penner's place? It's not actually. Oh. Forgot to ask. He right, had a rabbit and a log. Is a your bog. number two only two? Is it only one song number two? Uh, or is it two point five? Or is there I, three number two? I have twos? my all time and my current. Ah. I have two two twos and two ones. What's your current? <laughs> so well, I don't have to do them Fair both. Enough. But Fair enough. Enough. No, both. Go. do them both. Go. I want to hear them both. I want to hear them both too. We just like to. Hear I want to hear them both before Dave does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my current number two um, was well. There was a confusing comment made by Dave about them that he claims that they're everything he likes about music, but he hates them. Uh, <laughs> they are Wilco, and this song is what light. I stung awake in the night. It's alright to be frightened. There's a light, what light? There's a light, what light? There's a light, why light inside of you? Now, you think the thing I like about Wilco is obviously in one song you can't get this, but they really have a good mix of sound. Uh, it's not as diverse as my current number one. Uh, but it is pretty diverse. Um, now, I will say, like you said, for some reason, I should like Wilco. I really should. <laughs> it should be in my iPod. I can't stand him. Yeah. I don't know. I and I don't. I can't put a finger on why it is. I don't know if it's his voice, yeah, or what, or the harmonies. I don't know. I just do. I haven't heard one song by them that I enjoy, and I should because it's my style of music. <laughs> Man, I got their. I got their uh, iTunes compilation. Uh, or their essentials, and I would recommend that to anybody that wants to listen to them. It's got a nice, good mix. I uh, just got the the first level, not the deeper cuts, but it's really good. I'm probably going to go back and get the deeper cuts. I would recommend not listening well, to the them, first not cut spending your the, money on it. First cut is the deepest. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a really good it's a really good album. Um, all right, uh, my all time number two. Uh, I like this song. Was oh, that my joke? I pretty much like everything about the about this band as well. Uh, they recently came back together uh, and went on tour. This is Smashing Pumpkins, and this is today. I thought it was Devo. I thought it was Nelly They may be touring. I don't know. I think Vanilla killed himself. I do love this song. I do love this band. I pretty yeah. much like most everything that Smashing Pumpkins did. They have a few songs, eh, but overall they're solid. Yeah, and their latest, their latest album or the latest album that he put out by himself, not great. They have have a live concert on a, a Windows Media Center that you can watch for free. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Really? Oh yeah. You it's know, only I, I, him and the drummer now. I don't know if I like the newest album they did. I thought uh, the drum didn't the drummer not kill himself. I thought he did. Was he just in drug rehab? Can't I don't remember. remember the story, I, I think the only original member is him and the drummer. It has they're not the same without James Aya. 
Yeah. Well, they, they brought, are not the same at about the all chick with bassist, Didn't, didn't they bring back in? Melissa Oftimer? No, it's some other random girl. Oh, they brought her playing bass. It is a girl, though. But it's a random girl and a random guy playing guitar. And so you never focus on the guitar player all during the concert. The camera's only on Billy Joel. Well, I'm talking Billy about Joel. Billy. He's leg smashing <laughs> Billy Corgan. Corgan, sorry. Well, you know, it, it's terrible. I'm talking about, you know, Siamese Dream. Oh, yeah, and I love Infinite, Infinite Sadness. And they're old stuff. I really like I love it. Ava Adore had some good stuff, but very it was not as good as their other stuff. James Aya, his solo stuff is really good, too. Yeah. But it was sad to see him in concert. It was really sad. I, I got to say, Melancholy, I like a lot of their non hits better than their hits. Zero, 1979, not my favorites. You know, I, from, like their, I like their off. At the time, I loved them. Now, I'm tired of them. Yeah. I almost put on, I almost put Smash Pumpkins on my list. Then again, I figured Dustin was going to put it on there. Got to keep copying um, me. But, you know, for me, it's like, there was an untitled track on, I don't know if you've heard this on the Greatest Hits album, which yeah. I really like. That's a great song. Yeah, the untitled, I don't know if anybody's heard, I'll play a little bit of it. Everyone's heard it. Okay, well, if you haven't. You may not know it's untitled. Anyways, that or Bull of Butterfly, Wing, Butterfly Wings. I like this like. song much better. Bull actually. of Butterfly Wings is, is one of those, like you said, classic songs if you want to get pumped up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I'm pissed off, I listen to that song. So anyways. This is one of my favorites of theirs, actually, untitled. Yeah, mine too. But, I wish uh, they had released it originally. It would have been a hit, I think. but I definitely would have. Anyways. Today's great. Rocket's great. I mean, just looking at what you got there, mayonnaise is great. Yeah. I like a lot. Most Stand inside your love. I love that song. That's a great song too. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite songs. See, nineteen seventy nine, tonight, tonight. Not even my top ten of theirs. Yeah, those, those yeah. Big I, hits. I to- know, totally know what you're saying. Yeah, when they were out though, they were great. When yeah. they were playing that on the radio instead of some of the other crap they were playing. I don't well, think yeah, their new true. album is is spectacular. It has a couple of bad. good songs on it, but it's not near as good as their, old, no. their older stuff. I'm gonna give them another album to gel again. You know. Hopefully they make another album. Yeah. So we up to uh, number one? Oh, or no, no we're still no, doing number two. Number two. Oh, my bad. Must, sorry. Stop trying to hog all the glory. Guess we have your number two as well. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. That's why it's number two. This is a good song. She sees a bartender in a pool of blood. Cries out, my God, they've killed them all. Here comes the story of the hurricane. The man the authorities came to play. For something letting this good song. Definitely my favorite Bob Dylan song of all time. I was gonna and say it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I could could have put Bob Dylan perhaps on a top. 15 or 20 list. He has, a, he has a lot of really good songs. This is one of my favorites. I just love... This is one of the songs that is has the lost art of storytelling. It's almost well, nine minutes long. But, you know, quite frankly, that's true with Bob Dylan in general. Oh, yeah. He's you know, a, a lot storyteller. Of, yeah, I love it. Newer people are not like that. That's one of the reasons I love the refreshments in yeah. Roger Klein and the Peacemakers is it's a lot of storytelling. And Roger Klein and the Peacemakers are good. Yeah, that's what I love about this song is there's really not a chorus. It's just a long story with really really good music behind it. Yeah. And a lot of people like Lauren, she doesn't like his voice. She's like, "How can you listen to this? He's a terrible singer." I love his voice. I like the scratchiness and I I just like that it's not polished. I think his son's a much better singer. 
But well, yeah, I like his voice too. I yeah. mean, I like what he sings. But there's something about Bob Dylan's voice I really like. Yeah. That he's not very good, but I he like still it. just does it. I like it when you could understand him back in the day. If you listen like, to episode five, uh, which you can't get on the feed, I reviewed uh, Bob Dylan's concert. Yeah, uh, he's a great. Had quite a different story to tell <laughs> about I, his modern day. I would have loved to have seen him back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. I understand. He. I think he's a great lyricist. I do not think he is a. When it comes to vocals, I don't think he's a genius that a lot of people give him credit for. Uh, I don't enjoy most of his vocals. Uh, I like his like this song. I like him on uh, Rolling Stone. I like him on and uh, all along the Watchtower. Lay Lady Lay is great. Uh, he's got a lot of one. good songs, but. In general, I don't like him, and I think he's a, he's a mushmouth, and I think he needs to stop singing. Now he may be a mushmouth. I think he's very. You can understand him in this song. Yes, you can. In his older hits. Yeah, sure. Very early hits. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we would have loved him if we were growing up in the Probably. '60s. I mean, we would have friggin' loved him being a counterculture guy and all sure. that. But I mean, I still like him anyway. But we would have just. Really loved him back We then. also would have been Dirty Hippies. I just love that. I just love, love, love the storytelling of this song. Yeah. It's, it's really long. Every verse is really good, really well put together, really well thought out. Yeah. I love this song. He's got a, uh, a new one off of the MTV Unplugged he did that was, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of new now. If you haven't heard it, I'll, I'll give that one to you or let you give a listen to that because it's really good. It's another storytelling song. It's got a raspier voice, of course, but it's still good. But anyway, All right, that's my commentary. Gasoline. Well, your number two. Oh, I thought you were going to fade it out. No. Uh, okay, so here's my number two. Uh, considerably different than mother's number. Three oh. Maybe there's a god above, but all I've ever learned from love Pop your bop. was how to shoot somebody who I drew you. And it's not a cry that you hear at night It's not somebody who's seen the light It's a cold and it's a This is a good song This is uh, Jeff Buckley covering uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah And for me it's it's a song that I don't know I, I, can't, I can't describe how much I, I love about this song And how much I get into it, and I, I makes me feel things. Uh, any cover of it, of it, I will listen to. Uh, it's just a spectacular song. Hallelujah! <laughs> Is that going to make your iPod? It might. Uh, if you're looking for covers of the song, Allison Crow does a really uh, emotional cover of this song. It's really good. Shorter than the Jeff Buckley version, but really, really good. Didn't that feature? Uh, Oprah and that Regina? is definitely my number two song of all time. I love that song, and it's uh, been placed really well in movies and TV shows yeah. and stuff. And it really does bring up good emotion. It does at times when it needs to. It does, and it's just the lyrics are great. And uh, all kudos to Lauren Cohen. Can't for his listen lyrics. to it. It's too Christiany. <laughs> I don't believe in Hallelujah. Well, if you can get past that, listeners, it's a really good right. song. Exactly. So let's get to our number ones. My two and everyone else's one. I thought you already did a number two. No, his two number my ones. My two number oh, ones. Yeah, your two number ones. Okay. All right, again, going with my current number one. Uh, this is a band, and I actually did a compilation on this one. This is a band I've really gotten into recently. 
I absolutely love almost every song that I've downloaded of theirs. I've gone all the way back to their first album, all the way to the current album. 1908? Uh, yeah, all the way back to the 1700s when they started. <laughs> um, this band is called... Paul Revere and the Raiders? The Old 97s. This is another band, uh, kind of like Wilco, but they do it better, that has a really good range of music. You have pop like this. Uh, I think we're about to fade into another one here. Pretty sure in a second. Yeah, then you got more of an upbeat feel for stuff like Time Bomb. Uh, and then they also do a really good job with country-type feeling songs, which I guess this one kind of has that to it, but... Not as much as some of their other stuff. They get pretty hardcore old school country. And Dave, you're a fan of theirs, aren't you? Rhett Miller, at least. Love, love the old Mind Sevens. Yeah. Probably one of the best bands to come out of Dallas of all time. I would say so. I don't understand why they didn't get a bigger national scene. This may be their biggest hit. Question. I think they uh, have a really big national following, just not radio hits. Yeah. They're not radio friendly. Well, we know how the radio is these yeah. days, so it's not a real big shock. It's not uh, they haven't had Ashley Simpson or Nelly or Timbaland featured on any of their <laughs> tracks, so it's going to be hard to get on the radio. Thank God. But uh, this song was featured in the uh, Scrubs episode, actually. You may recognize it from there. Not this one, but the one before it. Anyway, these are four... Four songs I really like. I picked Time Bomb and Question because they're their biggest hits, but they're not necessarily my complete favorites. I love his first solo CD, Brad Miller's Investigator. It's yeah, yeah. I got the uh, Instigator. Yeah, Instigator. I got right. uh, two of the, two of his songs off of that uh, yesterday. So it's that's a great album. Yeah, I'll probably get the whole thing. iTunes is now doing a thing where Satellite Rides is a great album. Yeah. Well, iTunes is doing a thing now where you, if you buy one song, if you want to complete the album, they're only 75 cents a piece, oh. which is kind of nice. Uh, so that was the old 97s. Does it come out to cheaper or more than if you just bought the whole album for like 10 bucks? It comes out a little bit cheaper, actually. Ah. But uh, old 97s, I'd recommend pretty much anything. Uh, you, you have to like a little bit of country, and you have to like a little bit of an alternative rock feel. Yeah, if you, you don't like those things... Country twang. Yeah, you have to like the country twang, you're not going to like them. It's, uh, I think the appropriate term is alt alt I love his voice. Yeah. That's like the difference between Wilco and them is I love his voice, and I don't like the Wilco guy's voice as much. Rhett Miller's good. I uh, can't remember the guy's name. Their guitarist, when he takes the lead, I like him too. I like both of their singers. Uh, I like Rhett Miller better. But does uh, anyone know what to do for a living? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, so let's get to uh, Dave's. Well, this would be my all-time number one. <laughs> oh, I thought we already went to that. Sorry. <laughs> Haven't you been paying attention since you've never no. left? I don't know what you're talking about. I pretty much celebrate this band's complete catalog as well. Huey Lewis in the news. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and play it. This is one of my favorite songs of all their songs. This is Our Lady Peace. Yeah, this is Our Lady Peace with Angels Losing Sleep. Like it's calm before it's warm 
Our Lady Peace is really musical. Uh, I don't know if that's a great description, but they, I don't know, his voice normally would probably beat me down, but for some reason, just like Billy Corgan, I like the I like that style. I think he does what Billy Corgan does and does it a little bit better. Um, Which is what? That Just that style. If you know, if you've listened to either one of them, then you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of, it would sound kind of whiny and raspy, but to me, I think they do a really good job and make it melodic. I don't know how to explain any better than that, but Our Lady Peace, personally, I think you should, uh, well, you definitely should listen to their hits. Um, Superman is Dead, Clumsy, um, any of those from probably, I guess, mid, early 90s. Um, but I don't think you can really go too wrong with many of their albums. Uh, their newer one is is pretty good. Uh, I would probably stay away. Well, I can't even say I'd stay away from any of them. Um, Happiness is not a fish that you can catch is probably their strongest album. So if you want to start anywhere, I'd probably start there. It's really only, a long name. Yeah, it only had one or two hits on it, but it's really solid. And the hits are again some of. The, I sound like indie music guy, but those are some of the weaker songs on the album. For me, that they're they're a band that, from what I've heard of them, I guess I just don't get it. I don't understand the obsession with them. But I mean, I'm sure plenty of people say that about Flying Molly. But uh, I, I've just never latched onto them. I guess I know you and Thomas the Tank Engine are huge fans. Thomas uh, probably likes them even more than I see, do. And I, like I used to be a fan. I like them, and I like what they do still for the most part. But I don't know if I'm, I mean I'm sure it's just my taste has changed. Yeah, I can live without them now. I used to like them okay. Now, eh, I don't really care that much. Yeah. Yeah, if they have a new album and they're still one of those bands that I'll go out and just download it. I'm not a huge fan of uh, Rain Media. Media. I don't even know how to say his last name. I'm not, not a big fan of his Family solo album. But if you go for uh, Spiritual Machines or... Uh, Happiness is not a fish that you can catch. Either one of those albums probably feature them the best. It's quality music. It's just not what I'm into anymore. Yeah. But it is definitely quality. They have, they're good at what they do. So that's my list. On to Dave, I guess. Now this, let me say this ahead of time. This is one of those bands that I have loved since I first discovered them when they opened up for U2. I saw them live. I hadn't really heard of them or known who they were before that. I loved them live, and I've loved them ever since then. And I've seen them every time they come to Texas except once. I love almost everything they do. They're probably, I would say, they could easily be my number one band of all time. And this song actually could really be labeled my number one song of all time. Summertime and the wind is blowing outside And though it's Chelsea and I don't know What I'm doing in this city The sun is always in my eyes It crashes through the windows And I'm sleeping on the couch When I came to visit you That's when I knew That I could never have you I knew that before you did Still I'm the one who's stupid there's this burning like there's always been. I'm guessing this is 3EB. This is Third Eye Blind. 
one of my favorite bands, and definitely a guilty pleasure these days. <laughs> Back that? in high school, I loved them, and I wasn't ashamed. Crystal Baller, buddy. They're pretty pop for my taste in general. They're definitely one of those bands that I love. Favorite band of all time. But I'm a little embarrassed that they're my favorite band of all time. <laughs> Why, though? Because they're Third Eye Blind. Well, you know, it, that's kind of this. I'm not embarrassed of Our Lady Peace, but I had to put them as my number one of all time because I like almost every single song of theirs. But they're not. They're kind of old school. They're not in my current rotation, yeah. like you say. So, anyway. Yeah, but this is a. I love this song. I could listen to this song any day, anytime. It's one of those songs that just brings back the most memories of any other song of my collection. Just good memories of driving around in Austin with the windows down on a nice day. Doing PCP. Cruising around, doing PCP. <laughs> Fucking some bitches. Yep, a, getting a blowjob while I'm driving. <laughs> That's the best part. Yep. Here, turn it up for just a sec. Put it in my ass. It's just shameless pop, and I love it. It's fine. I, nothing I wrong like, with that. I like some of their stuff. There's oh, nothing wrong with that, Dave. I know there's Come stuff. out of the closet. <laughs> I didn't Come like... out of the third eye closet. I didn't like doot, 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 doot. But other than See? that... And like we talked about before, that. I love that song. <laughs> that was the cheesiest, poppiest song ever, but I love it. That and Jumper, I hate Jumper. I had a hard time with this top five list. There's uh, a lot of songs that got cut. Starring Hayden Christensen. Like, I had... um, not, Al- Yeah, not that one. I had Allison by Elvis Costello. It was... It was wavering between number five. I had most of the Napoleon Dynamite soundtrack could have went to number five. Including There's a lot uh, of Jamiroquai. songs on there that could have been there and didn't quite make it. Man, Napoleon's got some bad songs on there. I'd like to see which ones you enjoy. I like Time After Time. It's love that song. song. Sparkle Motion. Yeah. Um, when in Rome. When in Rome. Of course. Love that song. Yes. There's Jamiroquai. a lot of songs that could have been on there that didn't quite make the cut. I had trouble. I was deleting and adding and deleting from my list love this song <laughs> it almost made it it's not a bad song but it's not my top five for sure i have if to it's say on, i wouldn't mind it but it might be my top it's top 20, 20. for me maybe yeah. it could make the top 20 probably might break my top 50 one of my favorite songs from the 80s i have to say there was i don't know if it's as high as <laughs> that should have been my number six. That should have been your number one. <laughs> All right, Marky Mark. Okay, so to close it out, here comes another one from Left Field. This is a song that I played in band. No way. This is a song? School. It's a song I played in band in high school, and every time I hear it, when it reaches the climax, and when I, I practically <laughs> you, climax, climax, it's just it's one of It's a double songs. climax. All yes. right. Did you play violin on it? Did you play opera singer? Pavarotti. 
best part. Fully enjoy your climax. So that's uh, that's Ness and Dorma, uh, as performed by Pavarotti, that Pavarotti fella. Um, no one gets that reference. I know. Nobody except Tom's thinking. Anyways, so I played that in high school, and it was my favorite song of all time that we ever played. I played trombone, huge band nerd. And every time I played it, focused on the on the lower brass in that song. And yeah, I had nerd. such a great time playing it. And for me, I mean, there are times, and I'm kind of ashamed to admit this, but when I listen to that song, I'm really into it. I kind of get a shiver. I mean, yeah, I mean it's like a little bit like voice. climaxing. I mean, it's <laughs> this is a tough thing. It, it just, it, it's a great song, and it's so emotional. Uh, it's from Turndo, if I didn't mention that before, by Pacini. He was the gay kid. Uh, but it is no doubt my uh, number one all-time favorite extra special super duper song. No doubt. Salty wiener. you have when you're done right so much vigorous ejaculation it's a little God. raw it's a little raw too that's kind Good of looping so I just get to bed you enjoy the use of vigorous ejaculation so I think boys that was uh, perhaps our longest list to date and then he jacked off on each other and we still have to review the shield we still talk about the shield one. so I'm getting tired let's hurry let's get right uh, to it the shield no. season 7 episode 1 here we go oh wait stop stop the show if you don't want to hear spoilers for The Shield, season out, seven, out, episode go one, out, go away. Go out, out, go 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 out. There you go. Here we go. So, all right, I'll start. We are back here for our first week of The Shield. It's final season. Uh, we are picking up part of the song on the heels of season six, um, which huge spoiler alert. Uh, yes, this will not be a spoiler-free commentary. No, it will not. Not We're talk Thunder details. Fury. Okay, so season six, Vic finds out, and Ronnie, who are both strike team members, find out that Shane killed Lim. By planting a grenade in his lap. Exactly. Which, that was insane. Much, much the way we're going to take Mark out. And blaming it on the Armenians. That was insane. Well, you know what I loved about that? Was that they didn't have a giant explosion yeah. where the whole car burst into a mushroom cloud. It was very... It was just like a thump. Yeah. Some shrapnel hit him and he died. Kinky. Yeah. That's probably what it would really be yeah, like. it's probably real realistic. Right, it wasn't like Duh. everything else blew up around yes. him. and The entire the whole parking garage blew up. Blew up. Exactly. It, took out, it took out the city Shane tower. had to jump out yes. in front of the fire cloud. I, I really liked that. Yeah. It was kind of like, thump. Oh, Girls, a grenade went it. off. Yep. So He just wanted a sandwich. Yeah. So wrong. <laughs> so we're three days from Vic being forced out of uh, the barn and being forced out of being police. Man, talk about someone trying to do the right thing and just Why? getting fucked. Yeah. Poor Lim. Poor Lim. Yeah, no kidding. One of my most likable characters ever in this series. Probably one of the most likable characters on the entire show. Oh, yeah. If not the most. Absolutely. The only guy with any real morals. And have you noticed that his... On the strike team, at least. His brother or his cousin or something plays one of the cops on the show. He's a brown-headed guy who plays one of the black and whites. His real name is Dan It's got to be his brother because he looks exactly like him except with normal non-limb hair. Now, I'll say maybe it's him with a wig on. (laughs) Maybe. For me, uh, my personal favorite character is probably Dutch, but yeah, I, I like Lim quite a bit. I, I don't know. I relate to Dutch the most because he's probably how I would be if I was in that unit. Right. 
But anyway, Lim was the only guy in the strike team that actually had any morals, so it was kind of sad to see him go. You'd be awkward and unable to get any. Exactly. It's how I am now. What do you want? <laughs> so who was the guy that, in season six, they had the guy that came in to replace Vic? William um, J. Clinton. What was his name? Alex something? Clinton. Trebek. I, not Alex Trebek. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, his name is sorry, Kevin Hyatt, played by Alex O'Laughlin. I think he was really so. In good. this episode, you would expect because at the very last episode, he was not completely forced out at the end of season six. Kind of, he was, but he wasn't completely gone. And but yet, there, much. there is no mention of him in this episode, which takes place like the day after what, the last episode. But what do you mean? She, he. CCH Pounder said, I need someone with a little bit of Vic. Yeah, yes, and he but, left. And he said, I'm out of here. Other people were uh, competing over me in other departments. Yeah, he was gone. Yeah, I, mean, I was still no, expecting she said, something else. And she said, well, then you'll land on your feet. I know, but he I, was gone I guess I would point. expect a little more, like a little more Are of an usher ones? out the door than he got. I got That's, that he was gone. That was that pretty point. much it. I don't really understand that complaint. Invalid complaint. I don't know. Yeah, I expect a little, invalid. a little up. more acknowledgement. Well, too bad. Looks like you got enough. enough. Her firing him isn't enough acknowledgement. I know you got enough to uh, saying bring this closure. isn't working out. I don't know. I expected more. And him storm- storming out. I just did. There's nothing more to say. Well, too bad. If you, you fire me to, and I say fuck you, he wants to see him actually it. fill out each line on the paperwork <laughs> for being transferred. <laughs> you want to see the transfer paperwork? You <laughs> exactly. want to see him carry his stuff over and shit? <laughs> exactly. What the hell's wrong with you? It's just the way I am. What the fuck? I cannot yeah, find a recap of this show. So, Dave. Tell us, give us a, a brief recap. Just of turn us all off, Dave. All right. So at the end of episodes, at the end of season six, he finds the box with all the evidence, but, like blackmailing pretty much everybody in power. He from being Vic Mackey. Vic finds it, which Find, is finds it from the construction Hispanic construction guy that's trying to. I don't remember his move name. all the pawns around or whatever. He's trying to seize his control game. of the city. Bring, he's basically trying to bring the Latin mafia into Shane's Farmington. in bed with the Armenians. Right. He's having to deal with that. So this picks up right where that left off, pretty much. Yeah. Vix um, has just walked out on his uh, hearing. Kinky. So you don't know if he's going to have a job or not. Yeah, he was supposed to have a hearing to actually save his job. Yes, and he, he walks out. Um, he has the tender look at his family and then walks out. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's weird he did that when he left. Yeah, that was a weird, awkward. <laughs> so basically it picks up right there. He's got the files. He's telling Aceveda that he has them. Aceveda knows or whatever. They're trying to hide them. He's saying yeah. he's playing both sides. He's, he's trying to play Aceveda and trying to play the other dude, which is what he does best is play every angle he can. He really doesn't have any allies. Seems like his deal with Aceveda is somewhat genuine because he did give him all the cock-sucking pictures and all that stuff yes. at the end of season six. I understand he's probably playing him some, but it seems a little more genuine than it is with the Hispanic construction worker guy. But anyway. I'm waiting for him to screw over the other guy, his last partner. You talking about Ronnie? Yeah, Ronnie I'm waiting for him to screw Ronnie over. I don't think, I think he, will. he will. He may not, but he could at any point. I think Ronnie... If it comes down to him or someone else, he'll screw anybody over. Well, I think Ronnie's going to come out the only one that comes out clean in this. And I say clean, we should keep in mind that in this episode, the guy that came after Vic's family, the Armenian... He's black. ...that was sent by Shane, basically... Which Shane shoots, though. Who Shane shot. Well, Ronnie... But he was recovering from that gunshot. Right. <laughs> so Ronnie... Finds him in a hotel with Vic, and Ronnie takes him out. His first killing in the name of Vic in the strike team. Basically, oh, oh, basically we can't skip over. Vic and Ronnie go type Shane's wife, who's pregnant. Yeah, true. 
and are trying to find out what's going on with Shane. They're ready to kill him, pretty much. Yeah. He says, you know, I was just trying to protect your family because he put his family into the big metal bin to protect them. And they're on not good terms, but they're not trying to kill each other right now because Vic does realize he was just trying to protect his family. Although at the end of the episode, it's still leading towards them going after Shane and taking taking them out. They're not on good terms at all, but they're not trying to kill each other just yet because well, see, they, to me though i don't know that he's ever going to turn on ronnie because he seems to have a pretty loyal he, he's pretty loyal to the strike team and his close yeah, friends but, but he was to Lim and to shane but and shane then he turned on Lim. but vic was already turning on him he was suspicious of him he didn't kill uh, he was, him yeah. but he was as suspicious as shane was shane's just the only one that followed through yeah. and did something about it then he turned on Shane as soon as he realized Shane was doing fucked up stuff. But they were also trying to get Lim out of the country and all that shit, all, too. All Ronnie has to do is do one thing that fucks Vic, and Vic will turn on him. It's He's funny done to everybody else. It's funny. Well, Shane fucking killed somebody else and in the, in the lied about it, so I kind of understand him turning on well, him. Well, and, and Shane has a tendency to team up with Vic's enemies. Um, now, yeah. The Armenians. Shane um, does anything he can to Anthony try and get ahead and make an extra buck. Right. Even at the, I mean, he li- he has lies within lies within lies. Oh yeah, it's amazing. He has absolutely no loyalties, not no, even to his wife, not. to nobody. He kind of does to his wife, but he would still screw her over if it oh. came to him or his wife. Well, he still does. Like in season six, he was screwing the the yeah, black yeah. teenage girl. Shane has no Put loyalties. In my ass. No, he's the ultimate. Uh, the I don't know the ultimate but he's roach. Dumb though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He makes mistake. He after wants mistake. to be Vic, and he wants to be able to play people like Vic does, but he right. just can't pull it off. So, at the same time that all this is going on, Dutch, as is usual, Dutch has his own story going on in the in Farmington, in the, in the barn. In this case, it's dealing with Billings, the, the dumbass detective that was going to sue the department. They at the came in and solved the case. <laughs> right. And so, they have a case that they're trying to solve where a guy comes in and confesses to the, the murder of his wife that he ordered... But does he, he had already. Does he fling his own shit? He cannot be prosecuted because of, as he called it, final jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, <of> double jeopardy. <laughs> he got, and uh, so that's when Alex Trebek came in. <laughs> he's, trying, he's trying to target the guy who really killed his wife. Um, but there's this whole thing, and at the same time, they they play Dutch and Claudette play on Billings' sense of pride versus another detective who worked this case originally. <laughs> and they get him to solve the case. And in doing so, they negate his lawsuit. No, not versus another detective, versus the old DA. <laughs> was it a DA? Yeah, the DA okay. said his case was crap, and <laughs> okay. that's why the person got off. So anyways, uh, he's, Billings ends up solving the case, Give but at the same pleasure. time, his lawsuit is negated, and he's forced to come back yes, to the, which the I, department. I, He's an okay character. I kind of wish they would have just got rid of him. I do, too. He's, I would have liked them to bring some someone new in for that role. <laughs> but he does bring in the lighter moments of the show. I mean, kind of. Comedically. Better with somebody better than him. Yeah, they could find someone better, I think. I think, personally, I, I think... I could do without him. I think The Wire does the lighter moments, which are singular moments here and there, a Baby. little better than The Shield does. Billings, I will... I can see that like he is a little bit over the top. Funny. I'm sorry? Hunger Like the Wolf was pretty funny. Yeah, it was. That's a moment that... I see from the wire, right? Yeah. I think Billings is a little too over the top. I think he's funny, and I, I like his character okay. Uh, but anyways. Um, so on that same Dutch front, though, what do you think is going to happen with Tina, the female cop who he tried to get in the pants of last season by becoming the mentor? Do you think he's actually going to get in her pants? Or is she just being she a, wants cock, him to. a cock tease per usual? 
I think she wants him to. The so? longing looks and crap she Especially gives him. now that he's got a thing going on with uh, Danny. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I could do without her character, personally. <laughs> Who? Uh, Tina. Tina. Yeah. Shouldn't bother uh, me, but I don't really care about her. Tina, Vic's wife, and Shane's wife. I could do without any of them. I like Danny okay, though. Yeah, Danny's fine, and uh, CCH Pounder's fine. She's good. Whatever yeah. her character's name. Claudette. So speaking of females, what did you think so far of the new female ICE agent that's come in? She's all right. She hasn't really done anything. It's been very minor. But do, yeah. you get, do you get the sense that she's... I don't even get why she's there for. I think she's there to be a, a another yet another piece of ass for Vic she's, Mackey. Now, who is she? Internal Affairs? She's ICE, which is the, the group that was searching for... That had control of Hernan, who was the undercover ICE agent in Season 6 that they were trying to get information from for the killing of the... Uh, Salvadoran, the 12 Salvadorans in the house. Yeah. She hasn't really <laughs> had anything to do with anything yet. I think she's, she's just set, been standing around. I think she's set up to be a piece of ass. Just like the dog, uh, the canine cop Whoa. back in season oh. three. I was going to say I missed a part. <laughs> season three or season four, there was a canine cop that was there to solve one case. I think the agent might be another piece of ass for Mackie. You just kind of get that sense. Probably. But he has to do it with one person in a season at least. Either that or she's really there to take him down. I can't tell. There was a, there was a moment, I thought. But anyways. Mm. Uh, so, what do you think overall? You said in, in well in an upcoming episode of Thumbs of Fury, you thought it was very flat. I was a little disappointed. I don't know what I expected. I watched the episode six. I watched the last episode of season six before I watched this one. I did that too, just to you know re get my bearings. Or I watched whatever. all season six before I watched this um, episode. Well, you're more committed than well, me. Scoreboard. Um, it ended strong, and then I just kind of thought. I don't know. I don't. I can't explain it, but it was a little flat to me. It wasn't. It wasn't what I would think a season premiere would be. It was kind of just like an episode. I was expecting a little bit more from a season premiere. So you don't know. I what don't know what expected. I expected. So if it was like season f- or episode four, you would have been all right. Yeah, it would have been fine. It would just been an episode. I I just expected a little bit more of a twist, not so much just let's get the story going again. Yeah, I expected more of a something big to happen. Nothing really huge happened. I mean, did something really big happen that I'm not picking up on? Other than forgetting, Ronnie killed somebody, and but that was a minor character that no one cares about. And then Shane chops his feet off. Well, he's he's a major character now. Yeah, but he's still not really anybody. Talk about Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 the guy. I was talking about the guy he killed. Oh, I was talking about Ronnie. Oh, Ronnie's a huge character. Yeah, Ronnie's gotten a much larger role finally. Yeah, yeah. which I like Ronnie. But overall, the, I mean, they didn't really explain too much about the new girl. Yeah, Billings, I don't care that much about his whole storyline. So that was just kind of it was funny, interesting to kind watch. But I could have not. I could. It didn't really do anything to me for me for the storyline. You didn't get anything new with Dutch. Paul Skinny Hill. He had the one awkward moment with her, but they didn't do anything new. Yeah, another funny moment with that. I mean, it was really hell? nothing big that happened in the episode. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I think it did. I think it was a really good setup episode. Exactly. I think it, it did what a lot of like Smallville does in that the season finale ends on this big thing, and then the season premiere wraps up everything. And I think that's exactly what this episode did. Yeah, it kind of calmed down the Vic Shane about to kill each other stuff because you know right. we got to save that for a little while at least. I don't know. I think it. I think it was a decent reset, uh, but like you say, no, nothing big happened in it. It's kind of started a new story, which will be kind of interesting. But to me, it wasn't. Uh, there know, wasn't we'll even see. like a big cliffhanger to go to episode two. It, they they had the cliffhanger of 
let's let them kill each other now, or whatever they said. Yeah. Or gang they, war, let's just watch them fight now, or whatever it was Yeah, they they're said. basically, at the end of the episode, incited but, a gang war between the Salvies and the Mexies. There's been gang wars in every season so far. Oh, no, I'm so. sorry, not the Salvies and Mexies, the Armenians. The Armenians and the Mexicans. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't, it, I wasn't as impressed as I thought I was going to be. That could be part of it too. It's it's been a long time, and it has yeah, been a long yeah, it has time. Been pumping it up for you know, expecting it for a long time. I don't know. Maybe it'll just take me an episode to get or two to get back into it. I don't know. For me, I have to give it a thumbs up. It wasn't my favorite season premiere. I know um, it was show. good. That's what I'm saying. It was good. It was just not great. It wasn't monumental. I was hoping for a really great season opener to the last season. Yeah, I can understand that. I, I liked it. Um, I like the way it's set up new threads, and it's got a, a, a lot of new interesting directions it could go. Uh, so a thumbs up for me. Dustin? Yeah, it was good. Thumbs up. All right. So what are your predictions for uh, Season 7? What do you think is ultimately going to happen? No. Not going to make predictions. Just you're go with you're it. You're not going to make any predictions? No, nah, I'm just going to go with it. So do you think... Vic- I don't want to think ahead. Okay. You don't think you don't want to say whether you think Vic will end up in jail or in the Vic force? Vic will or become the mayor. He's going to take over. He'll become the mayor of Quahog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And they will merge Family Guy and the Shield. <laughs> so no prediction. It'll, become it'll, animated, Adam West. it'll be an animated And series. McNulty will take over the Strike team. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't watch those black shows. Dave, any predictions? Do you have predictions? <laughs> uh, sure, I do. Um, right. I think that Shane has to die. I think he, as a character, he's got to die. I think Vic has to go to Bleh. prison. Bleh. Ultimately. Prison or he has to die. I'm not exactly. I'm still not sure which is going to happen. I don't think things will end well for him. Give me a kiss. I think things will end, end well for Dutch, uh, and I think Claudette will probably get the uh, the control she needs over the the department. I could see, see them thing. killing off Claudette. You know, there was kind of a nod in this episode that she might have cancer or something. Because wasn't that in a previous season? She was taking she medicine for something, she some kind some of disease. disease. She has is it MS or something? She has some it kind might. of chronic disease. So maybe maybe that's going to bring its head. They certainly gave a nod to that from Dutch. I could see her getting just shot and killed, actually killed. Might happen. I could see them doing that. So it becomes the head of the barn after that Dutch. I don't know. Maybe that'd be kind of interesting. It would be. It could be a random person if they do it towards the end of the season. If it's the end, it doesn't right. have to be anyone big. But I could see her dying. Maybe they kill everyone off. That's audio for it. Maybe the, the bomb gets nuked. The barn gets nuked. Oh, by the way, Dutch appears in uh, an upcoming episode of Sons of Anarchy, if anyone's interested. Plays an ATF agent, so. Uh, which is on Wednesdays at the same time as The Shield. So. Anyways. All right. Well, that uh, is our longest episode Wait, in a very was, long time. Is it Dutch that appears? Yeah. Oh, I thought AT- it was Lim. No, he plays an ATF agent. I wish it was Lim. He pays one? He pays one. <laughs> and he plays one. All right, well, at an hour and 35 minutes, it's our longest episode in a long time, but your break room is long back episode. week to week. Call the Calls. break room at 214-329-9827. Don't be a douchebag. Leave a message. That's 214-329-9827. Or email us at breakroom at gmail.com. Visit Pop Syndicate for a lot of podcasts and uh, check out our many, many friends out there in Podland. We love you one and all. Indeed. Out, out, go out, out, go out, out, go out, 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 go, go out, 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 go out.